You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. The story is told about a mother who was at church one Sunday with her little three-year-old daughter. And the priest, giving the homily that Sunday, was getting very dramatic with his gestures and his inflections. And the mass began to get longer. His homily began to get longer and longer and longer as he continued to carry on and on and on. And finally, the little three-year-old turned to her mother and said, Mommy, if we give him the money now, will he let us go? <laughs> Someone once told me, maybe you should take up the collection before the homily. And the, larger the, the, and the larger the collection, the shorter the homily, and vice versa. Once again in today's gospel, we see that Jesus doesn't give a direct answer to the question he was asked, like on so many other occasions. I think it might be fair to surmise that the reason Jesus does not give a direct answer is because he saw clearly what was behind the question. And that was the questionnaire was probably really asking, will there be many others besides me who will be saved? And so Jesus makes it quite clear that there will be some surprises. Not all who think they will enter will, and not all who think they won't, won't. (coughs) And so if we make it there, there will probably be some people that we must be surprised to see. And some people that we might expect to see will not be there. And of course, some will be surprised to see us there. Jesus wants to make it clear, I think, that no one has the inside track. He's teaching us we should be aware of any exclusivity or any presumptuousness. All, regardless of race, nationality, language, color of skin, or religion, are invited to enter through that narrow gate. But not everyone accepts the invitation. The phrase that Jesus uses, the narrow gate, is a way of reminding us that the way of salvation is the way of the cross, which is not the easy way, nor the common way, nor the popular way. I suspect all of us at one time or another in our lives have been asked that question, are you saved? And my response always is, yes but not yet. Or as the Hall of Famer Yogi Berra used to say, it ain't over until it's over. Yes, Jesus has done his part already, but we still have to do our part. We must never be presumptuous in believing that we're in just because we belong to this or that church or this or that, or say this or that prayer, or perform this or that ritual or have this or that devotion to a particular saint. In a sense, it's a daily grind to live a life of selfless love that always puts 
God and others first. But it's the only way that will bring us genuine joy in the here and now as well as in the hereafter. And that's what that concept that you hear me talk about so much, full stewardship, is all about. Making a full commitment to discipleship. That's why I get so frustrated when people think that the concept of stewardship is some type of a code word for money. It's not about money. It's about spirituality. It's about taking the less traveled way, the the narrow path that leads to the narrow gate. And so full stewardship is all about making a full commitment to take that narrow road that will lead us to our salvation. And so I think we should not be concerned about how many will be saved, because just think, if Jesus told us only 144,000, we'd probably feel like we don't stand a chance. And if he told us there would be 144 trillion, we'd think it was a sure bet. Jesus wants us to neither despair nor to be presumptuous, but to be hopeful that if we do our very best every day, his grace will take care of the rest. Amazing grace, we call it. And that's why we constantly proclaim that God is good all the time. time. 